King of heaven, come down. What a powerful thing to declare as we step into this season together. Let's pray together as we turn to God's word this morning. Father God, we come before you again and we say thank you. As we light this candle of hope and sing these words, God, we recognize and know that you have fulfilled your promises, that the Messiah came, that he was born and he lived among us, he revealed your nature to us, revealed your purposes to us. God, and as that happened, he showed us what love really looks like, going to the cross to die for our sins and bring us back into the relationship we were created for. God, we are in awe. We are humbled. We are thankful. You are moving. You are at work. And we trust you and we love you. And as we dig into your word this morning, we pray that you would speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, what a wonderful morning already, these things that we've gotten to walk through together. It is beautiful to journey as a church family through these things. And as we uh, open, we're going to just start with Scripture right away. We're going to open to John chapter 1. We've already heard little portions of this in our reading this morning, and this is going to try to set the stage for our series this uh, Advent season for us. John chapter 1, the Word became flesh. Let's read this together. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor a human decision, or husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh, and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. For thousands of years, God had been speaking to His people through the prophets, through the scriptures, through the words that He had given to them. And now here in that moment, in that place, everything God had been speaking came to life in front of them. The Word embodied. The Word alive. The Word in relationship 
with us. Do you know the living word? Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. The season of Advent is upon us with all the wonderful things, the amazing things that it is, all the things that we get to do, all of the wonderful traditions that we celebrate together, all to commemorate the birth of Jesus. The Messiah has come. Jesus is here. After all the waiting, after all the promises, all the prophecies, all the people, the Christ is born. Isaiah chapter 9, For to us a child is born, To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. What a mighty God, what a faithful God we serve keeps His promises, and His grace extends to all who will receive His Son. God is good, and He is here, and so we celebrate. This year we've been walking through our theme, the Word, following from our journey over the last year and a bit, exploring the reality and the power of the sacred presence of God alive in the world and in us. And now we're seeking to understand these things that He has given us, His Word, His message to us, His nature revealed to us, His purposes and plans, His love and His glory spoken to us. And all the different ways that He has painted this picture for us, trying to help us understand Him, relate to Him, know Him, that we can know relationship with Him, our Creator, our Father, our King. And so this fall we've been exploring the different parts of Scripture, histories and teachings, law and worship, Wisdom and lament and prophecy. All these different parts of the word, all revealing different pieces of God's heart, different aspects of His nature and His will. Each unique, but working together, all important and profound, but leading to one thing. Something more profound and beautiful than anyone could have guessed. The birth of Jesus. The Word made flesh. God Himself living among us. Not just to teach us, but to share life with us. This is the impossible reality, the incredible truth of Jesus. He is God, He is the Word, and He was born here to us, a human living with us. Jesus stands alone in all of history with the claims that He has made, the things that He has said and done, the reality that He revealed with the things that He did in the lives of the people around Him. 
and for all of our effort and study and struggle and sacrifice, He's just inviting us to know Him. If we want to understand the Word, we have to understand Jesus. And if we want to understand Jesus, we have to understand that it's not knowing about Him. It's about truly knowing Him. It's about relationship. And isn't that interesting that that is what we have seen all through our journey this fall, that every piece of Scripture, all of its different parts, through all of their different flavors and unique aspects, God was speaking relationship to His people. Over and over again, know me, follow me, just trust me. Again and again, it's not about stuff, it's about Him. It's not about behaviors, it's about connection. And in Jesus, He has revealed the depth of that truth. The world is not, the Word is not philosophical teachings. It's not just recorded stories. It's not just beautiful poetry. It's a person. The Word is a person. And truly knowing the Word is relationship. And in Jesus, we can finally begin to know what that looks like. He wanted to show us what that looks like. And it's a powerful thing, but it is just the beginning because even as I say those things, it sounds nice, but what does that mean? What does that actually look like? What does God mean for us to do with this? What does it mean that Jesus is the Word made flesh? And so this Advent season, we're going to ask Him that question. Jesus, who are you? And we're going to look at how he answered that question because he did. He has not left us to guess, to wander and wonder, lost and confused, making up our own answers and explanations as so many have endeavored to do. Lots of books have been written by people that don't know Jesus all about Jesus. And they've got things to tell you about what they think he should be like whether he is or he isn't. But we don't have to guess because he told us. And if we want to know him, we have to start by simply listening to what he said. And the best place to do that probably is in the Gospels. And in one Gospel specifically, Jesus answered this exact question, who are you? In the Gospel of John, there are seven statements, seven verses, seven times when Jesus told us exactly that. Who is He? What is He? And in response, He said, I am. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Seven I am statements of Jesus. Seven times 
when he tried to help us see, tried to help us understand, when he tried to describe to us what he is, what this is, what it's all supposed to be, his nature and his purpose, tried to help us see what he was about, what he was doing, that we can know the word as he means to be known, that we can walk with him, follow him as he wants us to do. So that's what we're going to study this Advent season. The word made flesh has told us who he is, and we're going to try to listen. Each of these statements is unique and profound in its own way, telling us about different parts of this picture he's painting for us, different ways he wants us to understand him and how he wants us to relate to him, to know him. But the best way for you to journey through this is to ask him yourself. And to read this yourself. Dig into the Gospel of John this Advent season. And let Him speak to you who He is. Ask Him to speak to you who He is. What is He calling you to know about relationship with Him? And you'll be amazed at what He shows you. But this morning as we journey together, we're going to begin at the end. At the last statement that He made in John chapter 15 that He is the true vine. Try to see the depth of connection and surrender that He wants us to know. Relationship with Jesus is a real thing. He is a real person. As much as we so often treat Him like an abstract idea, He is real and He is here and He wants to speak to you. So let's listen. John chapter 15, starting in verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit He prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen. What an amazing picture Jesus is painting for us here. Picture him in that upper room. It's dark. He's moments away from going out to the garden 
to be arrested and then crucified. He's with his closest followers. They're lit by oil lamps. And he knows everything that's about to come. And they're getting pretty nervous the way he's talking. And from that place, the church is going to grow out of all of this. The fruit of the vine. Of these branches that were there. Spanning thousands of years. And billions of people. He sees it all. And he speaks these words, just remain in me, and I will remain in you. There's so much more here than we can explore. Dig into this. Spend some time in the Gospel of John. But see what he is saying here and take this with you and continue to dive into it. What does that mean? To remain in him. Speak with Him. Read with Him. Let Him show you what He means. Even today, this afternoon, Jesus, who are you? I am the vine, He says. You are the branches. In this passage, Jesus describes for us the kind of relationship we're meant to have with Him. What we were created for. He speaks to us in this passage promises and hopes Wanting us to see how we were made and what we were truly made for. It's a picture of trust, of submission, of surrender, of total reliance. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's a warning and a promise at the same time. It's a command and an invitation. It calls back to passages like Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17. Psalm chapter 1, blessed is the one who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Jeremiah 17, they will be like a tree planted by water that sends its roots out by the stream. Does not fear when the heat comes, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Passages that declare the life that comes from being connected to the source, rooted in the Word. Bearing fruit, bringing life, no matter what the world around us does. We are fed, we are held, we are protected, we are blessed, and we are thriving. Bringing that blessing to others. And in Jesus, the living word, he wants us to see that our very life flows out, grows out from him. The vine doesn't really just hold on to the branch like we would. They aren't separate. The one flows out from the other. Our very life comes from Him and He calls us to just see that. Just acknowledge it. To surrender. To stop and give up our striving and just be in the vine. Sin is about separation. It's about division. 
destruction. When life and creation was about connection and union, relationship. And so when Jesus says, apart from me you can do nothing, it's not a judgment so much, it's simply acknowledging reality. There is no life. There's nothing else outside of Him. Away from the vine. Why would we think there is? When we want to stand on our own two feet in our world, values showing ourselves strong and resilient. We want to be independent. Jesus Himself is speaking His submission to His Father. I am the vine and my Father is the gardener. The vine growing and being shaped by the Father's hand for His will and His purpose. We aren't meant to stand alone, to build life on our own. Jesus wasn't meant to stand alone, let alone to fix ourselves and anything around us. We are just to be yielded to the vine as the vine is yielded to the hand of the gardener. Living in complete trust and faith. And trusting too that the work God desires to do in our lives, the pruning and shaping, isn't meant to crush us or make us less, but to help us flourish and grow. He wants to prune you. To cut away things that hold you back, that hurt you and the people around you, that make you less. And some of those things we've held on to for a long time, things that we would really struggle to let go of, even if we know they hurt us. We rely on them somehow, our identity. And we, think, we can kind of think, easy there, Jesus, those are load-bearing insecurities that I've got there. You can't take those out. Other parts of my identity that I've built up that are really important to me. The ways that I protect myself and hide myself. If you take those things out, everything else is going to come tumbling down. What's left? Him. Remain in me. And I will remain in you. I'm enough. He wants to prune you. He wants to prune your life to cut away those things that hold you back so you can be even more fruitful, even more alive. It's such a fun picture, this bearing fruit. It's all over these passages and all through Scripture. Something that God comes back to again and again. But you just think of encountering a beautiful, ripe fruit out in nature. Somehow different than the grocery store, isn't it? They do a great job too. They're working hard. But when you encounter that beautiful ripe fruit in nature, there's an excitement that you feel. You already know how it's going to taste. There's a joy there, an anticipation. How sweet it's going to be. Bearing fruit is bringing life. It's bringing that joy, that refreshing into the lives of others. It's being a blessing. And that's what Jesus wants us to do in Him, with Him, through Him, by Him, Him alive and living through us, bearing fruit 
more and more to bless the world and build the kingdom, transforming us and bringing that transformation to others. It's all there. It's all here in this picture. He is the vine. and We're just the branches growing out from Him. And why would we want to be anywhere else than connected to Him? This is the Word made flesh, what He wants us to see. Born to show us how He desires to be connected to us and how He desires us to be connected to Him. Not trying to figure it out on our own, but fixed and sustained pruned and shaped and directed, working for His purpose and His glory, guided by the hand of the gardener and alive in the place that we are meant to be. I am the vine and you are the branches is such a simple picture but is such a profound truth, complete surrender and faith. More whole in Him then we can possibly be on our own complete and thriving. That is what the Word has spoken to us about Himself and about us, that we are not alone and we're not meant to be and that we can only know life in Him, with Him. So that's what we're celebrating this Advent season, the Word made flesh that we can know Him, that He came to tell us what that means. And today is a particularly special first Advent Sunday because today we celebrate communion as well. It's a special thing that our regular practice on the first Sunday falls on this first Sunday of Advent. As we get to see both what Jesus has called us to, the life He desires us to know, and remember what He has done to accomplish it. The full reality of the incarnation, the Word made flesh, given for us, expressed here in our experience together this morning. As we do that, we have a number of stations set up around the room if you're new or newer with us. In a moment, I'm going to pray, and we're going to take this opportunity, and I want to invite you to consider that union, that connection, that He is saying, I am the vine and you are the branches, remain in me. I have done the work, I have paid the price, the cost is done, your sins are forgiven, you are free, come and find life in the vine. We'll invite you to come as an individual or as family, or friends, you can come to one of the stations, you can gather the elements and take them back to your seat. You can pray through it and take them at your uh, leisure. If you're not able to, our uh, board chair, Ed, will bring the elements around, you can flag him down. We want to understand what the Word has said about Himself, so we invite you to consider that as we do this, and as we come to the table. Paul gave us these words, he said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word came to tell us, to show us, to be what we needed. He's inviting you to know him. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that you have spoken. We thank you that these aren't just ideas. But it's you yourself who have come, the living word, to tell us who you are. We don't have to guess. We don't have to interpret. You are here. You have spoken. You have said, I am the vine. And you are the branches. Life flows from me. And forgiveness is found in me. So Jesus, we surrender again here in this place. We want to lay our lives at your feet. And as we come to these crosses, we thank you that we can be connected to you because of what you have done. You have paid the price for our sin, have set us free, and we can walk in newness of life, bearing fruit as your disciples did, being a part of your church and the journey that we are on, bringing your kingdom to life here in the world. We thank you and praise you for what you have done in Jesus' name. We ask that you would speak and move. Amen. You can come to the crosses as you feel like.